Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Please take my hand. Now open your mind to me. Please open your mind. Open your mind. Open your mind. This is Monica Perez. I'm your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. We have been talking about the biggest story of the week, which was the Comey hearing. And for me, it was... A very deep state operation, not uh, deep state like Obama holdover, deep state like a psychological trick that is being played on us by the ruling class to get us to do what they want. And, And one of the things they want is, in my opinion, I think it's they definitely want this. I mean, I think it rises above the level of opinion at this point. They want control, federal control over the election process. And this whole Russia thing is about that. And given that there is no evidence for the Russian interference in the election, they have to present it as uh, you have to trust these members of government who have the firsthand information but can't tell us because it's super secret. You have to trust them. And I feel like Comey's specific role is to restore trust in at least some people there. Him, he's on the outs. He has nothing to gain or lose. He should want to hurt them all. But he's the one who's saying, trust me, trust us. The Russian problem is big. They're going to destroy the American way. I've got another great clip of him just laying it on so thick. It'll just make your skin crawl. But before the break, we got a call from Joni who really hearkened back to like <laughs> what good governments might be I, I disagreements but actually having the interests of the people in the country at heart they represent our interests they're accountable to our interests but that she was saying some people are basically sociopaths narcissists you know actors who don't recognize that kind of scaffolding or framework of good governance or any of that and that Comey might be one of those people. He really strikes you as a a nutcase or an actor. I'm not sure which, or maybe he's both. But something weird, (laughs) Binkley, my producer, just uh, earlier this week sent me an article that he found about Comey that reminded me of some of the, you know, some people who rose to real prominence had weird little background stories from when they were young. And and I wonder sometimes when I'm really pondering how deep the rabbit hole actually goes, if if some people are tapped from a very young age. Two, uh, two ideas that spring to mind, two examples. Fidel Castro wrote FDR a letter saying, I want to work for the United States government. 
And I always wondered if, if, and I read this book by Servando Gonzalez called Psychological Warfare and the New World Order. He was from Cuba, and he said that that was an experiment in de-industrializing, that Cuba was such an advanced society, they used it as an experiment to use Marxism or communism to de-industrialize, that maybe Fidel Castro was actually an agent of the U.S. government or of the world order. That was kind of interesting to me. Another one was I saw Michael Moore ask Milton Friedman a question when Michael Moore, I think, was in college. So you have this skinny kid asking him a question, challenging Milton Friedman. I don't I don't necessarily think he got his start that way uh, or that somebody tapped him as being a future disruptor. He might have. I don't know. But I just like I flagged those things. Another one was George Soros said he went to LSE, London School of Economics and his economics uh, instructor inspired him to get rich and change societies all over the world. Well, lo and behold, he got rich, manipulating currencies that are controlled by governments. And I do think he was probably tapped to do that very thing at a young age. So I don't know what to read into this Comey thing. Probably absolutely nothing. But I'm just putting it out there, you know, just put it, put that little tiny ball bearing on the, the scales of, you know, how deep does this go? So Binkley, remind me of uh, just the, the broad brushstrokes of this story. When Comey was 15, him and his brother were held at gunpoint by someone known as the Ramsey Rapist in New Jersey. He got away, and then police later found someone after a woodsman tracker led them to some dude's house, and they arrested this guy based on one of the Comey brothers identifying him as the person who did it. Nobody else identified him, and there was no other evidence, and it caused like a media uproar in that town really affecting this guy's life, and they ended up releasing him because they, you know... He was totally alibied, right? The right. guy had... He had alibis, no yeah. evidence. And But I think that, yeah, so the only person who basically went to the mat fingering this guy was James Comey, one the 16-year-old. One of the Comey brothers. They, it says one of the Comey brothers. Oh, I thought it was for sure James Comey. Maybe in another story. It might have been. It. Yeah, okay, well, let's, um, I'm not going to say I know that's the fact, but it's just, you know, what if they sort of like, wow, that guy is a great liar. I mean, we can really, it's really hard this to find good. a liar. That, it's <laughs> like when I sat next to Krista Devias from the Clark Howard Show at a wedding and just never stopped talking. She was just like, <laughs> okay, I know you're just a housewife, but to find, you know, someone capable of nonstop talking <laughs> is so rare. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a job for you. Yeah. So I just feel like you know when you find that special someone, you you might not want to let them go by. But I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, that is truly wild speculation. It's it is. Uh, so, but but it isn't wildly speculative. In my, I I think it's in evidence that sociopaths just litter the government at the highest level. I, or I should say, I think there's this two percent of society is sociopaths. Like, I think that's what the medical community agrees. And I feel like 1% of them are, whatever, drug addicts and the gutter can't get a grip on themselves, whatever. The other half, which is still a big number, is running the world. And you you have recommended this author to me before, Harold Laswell. Didn't you tell me he wrote a book about this? Harold Laswell is a was a Yale professor. He was a big think tank guy. He actually wrote a book I read recently called National Security and Individual Freedom, in which he suggests 
creating committees in the Senate or in Congress or whatever to address specific issues such as national security. And then the committee itself will will kind of hijack the entire body so that your own representative won't be able to represent you on specific issues. That was in 1950. In 1976, they created the Senate Intelligence Committee, which is causing all this hullabaloo. It's just a few people who control the conversation. And Trump is actually making that system stronger, from what I can tell. There was an article in the Journal today of Grassley saying that uh, Trump or the administration will only communicate with the chairman of committees. So he's even it's it's uh, this Laswell was really great at figuring out how to manipulate people. What was that book, though, that was about the sociopaths? What was it? It's called Psychopathology in Politics. And he talks about, you know, just the, the elements of power. He actually covers this topic in a lot of his books. There, there is another book I have, but haven't read, called Political Ponerology. P O E, maybe like uh, <laughs> what do you call those things? Um, where the oh, the ears stuck together. Uh, Ponerology, and it talks about this like uh, pathological lust for power. It just can't, you know. Only death will cure you. Yeah. And and of course, if that's what you have, you know, do what you love. Right. <laughs> you know, people are really successful when they do what they love. So, um, he also writes one called Who Gets What, When, Where, and How, referring to politics. To tell you how you get, yeah. what does that mean? Basically how the people in power get what they want and who, who, who they are and how they do it. Is it a blueprint? Sort of. Yeah. He, you know, he goes through how it works through history a little bit. I want to play this last clip if we have time. See if DeMarco can allow it. It's one minute and two seconds. We have exactly one minute and two seconds. Okay, DeMarco, this is uh, this is Comey sounding like a sociopath, in my opinion, manipulating us in any case. Clip seven. The reason this is such a big deal is we have this big, messy, wonderful country where we fight with each other all the time, but nobody tells us what to think, what to fight about, what to vote for, except other Americans. <laughs> and that's wonderful and often painful. But we're talking about a foreign government that using technical intrusion and lots of other methods tried to shape the way we think, we vote, we act. That is a big deal. And people need to recognize it. It's not about Republicans or Democrats. They're coming after America, which I hope we all love equally. They want to undermine our credibility in the face of the world. They think that this great experiment of ours is a threat to them. And so they're going to try to run it down and dirty it up as much as possible. That's what this is about. And they will be back because we remain, as, as difficult as we can be with each other, we remain that shining city on the hill, and they don't like it. So this and is extremely important. It's yeah. extremely dangerous what we're, what we're dealing with, and it's needed, is what you're saying. Yes, sir. Yeah, so now, thank you, Comey the Philosopher. He's the philosopher, He, the would-be philosopher king. More on that. Oh, DJ, hang on. Your call next at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. High today of 86. Tomorrow's high is 88. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And I have a weekend prize pack for you. A family four-pack of tickets to Stone Mountain Park, where you can check out the Laser Show Laser Show daily. And a pair of tickets to see James Taylor with special guest Bonnie Raitt on July 11th at Infinite Energy Arena. First to call 404-741-0750 gets that awesome prize pack. 
And uh, I am going to take a call. DJ and Grayson, you're on with Monica. Yeah, hi. I'm sorry. I don't remember what show it was on, but there was a clip played on Thursday where Comey was interviewed under oath by somebody where he was asked in three different ways, um, had he ever um, leaked any information, given any government papers to anybody? Um, and he said, no, 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 no. Um, and then yesterday, he comes up with his you know, that famous, um, you know, I leaked it to my friend who gave it to the professor. Um, and the last I checked, that's perjury. Yeah, did you happen to catch the dates? Do you feel confident that the date he said he didn't leak was after he actually leaked? Because the leak did not happen until kind of recently. But I imagine yeah. if you know if it was in a news report, they probably checked their facts. That leak thing is outrageous to me. That he and then he said he didn't have the memo anymore. He's like, oh, I gave it all to the investigators, and my friend has a copy of it, but I. I don't like wait like he went through his own laptop and he erased it or what like it was such a weird did you hear the testimony of that yeah I did I watched the whole thing yeah it it was um I, I'm sure I'm sure it was after the time the yeah. year, it was after the time that he um he he had leaked it because um you can just tell in his voice the way he answered it it was uh, uh he was know, lying I, yeah, wasn't it people get a little too you know put too much emphasis on it when they're just like, no, yes. no, no, never, no, no. What, didn't you think it was a bizarre revelation for him to just throw that out there? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a, that's a crime. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand why we're not pursuing that. I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, it starts with Hillary and, um, you know, it goes all the way down the line. I just don't understand all these crimes and they're not being pursued i mean this is his his entire persona to me is an example of the art of ambiguity because he is being trotted out as this honest boy scout the democrats and the republicans are blowing smoke uh uh regarding his greatness every time they talk to him yet he started out by breaking the chain of command he admits to uh to what looks like breaking the law i mean it's amazing to me and what can we do nothing we have absolutely no recourse our government does not work for us anymore it's actually called a pathocracy we're going to throw out some words pathocracy uh great mike mark david hang on your calls after this and a little bit about ossoff this is monica perez Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB Saturdays from 3 to 6. So we are in the home stretch and I want to tidy a few things up. I want to get to all the calls. So if you're on hold, hopefully I will get to all of you. But I had thrown out a uh, a maybe a half-baked opinion on, um, on the UK election. So I'm going to give Mark, who I bet is British, a chance to rebut. Hi, Mark. You are on with Monica. Hello, Monica. Thank you for taking my call. Um, yeah, with regard to Brexit, I mean, you. I know that you're saying it's not going to happen, but you, you really have to be a British person to realize it is definitely going to happen. No, I was just skeptical. I'm not saying I, I don't believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not convinced is what I meant to convey. But yes, keep going. I want to hear you. It will start. The talks will start on the 19th. Um, Oh, you're fading in and out, Mark. I can hardly hear you. you got to talk right into the phone. Oh, mate, the actual talks will start on the 19th. I can guarantee you that. Um, 
And I think May will probably last for maybe up until Christmas. But then, yes, she'll get changed because obviously she has been bruised with the, the election. Um, but the animosity between the British and the Europeans is that's why so many people voted to cut ties and to, you know, and to protect our borders and the whole nine yards. Well, I have a question um, and, for and you. It, yeah. Go yeah, ahead, finish. You finish away. what you're saying. No, I mean, that's it, really. I mean, like I say, I, from, you know, coming from my own heart, it will happen. And like I say, and okay. people just need to watch the space and realize. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. Why did May... I mean, I feel like she just botched it so badly. Why? I mean, it's. I felt like it had to have been... And knowing, like, how stupid could she be to have botched... She's in a worse position than she was before. Why did she do that? Incompetence? Uh, I, I think she just she just looked, you know, got the wrong idea about everything. I mean, she she was not really for Brexit anyway. Um, there's a lot of conservatives were, but she was not for it. But obviously, once David Cameron realized that he had messed up big time, she was thrown into the limelight. It was either her or a couple of other people that weren't really up to the job. But when she um, called for the election and then put out a platform that she... I mean, I suppose I might have been able to anticipate people weren't going to like, you know, that seemed weird to me. Yeah, I, I, I just think, like I say, she just wasn't quite on the ball. She just, I think she was just given slight or, or took the information wrong. Let's put it that way. And like I say, and I think because now, now she's been damaged from it because, yes, she didn't get the 326 votes that he needed. They did get 318, which is almost everybody else combined. You know, right. it wasn't it wasn't that much of a, a demolition. Right, one last question: Do you think there is any chance that things are so bad over there they might have let their guard down on purpose and allowed some of those terror attacks to get through to bolster her uh, popularity? No, definitely not. No, because England looks after their own. That that would. You know, there's so many things going on at the moment. Like I say, with trying to protect, we have we do have a good secret service. But like I say, there's always going to be people that will slip through. Like it's unfortunately going to obviously going to happen in this country at some stage. It's just one of those terrible things as a society we live in now. Um, But no, I, I don't believe it was intentional. Right. Very good. Thank you. Thank you so so much, Mark. I absolutely adore it when people call in and not just tweet, but call on the air to clarify things that I've said or disagree or whatever, give uh, uh, unique perspectives. Very, uh, very grateful to you for that, Mark. I hope that you do it again. I think you might have done it before. I'm running out of time, so let me call. Uh, talk to Mike in Conyers. Oops, sorry. Hi, Monica. Sorry, uh, I got... You know, uh, very, uh, at first, your theory about the powers that be... Oh, Mike, can you just... Uh, oh, sorry, Mike, I got I to gotta break for... Uh, this is a traffic red alert from the WSB 24-Hour Traffic Center. Gwinnett County 85 northbound at Indian Trail. All lanes are blocked. Watching on the WSB Jam Cam crash in the HOV lane, uh, and they're holding all lanes to get this pushed over the right. However, traffic is dead stopped 85 northbound at Indian Trail. Now back to Monica Perez live on WSB. Okay, sorry about that, Mike. Uh, go uh, ahead, what you got? That's okay. At first, your theory about the powers that be selecting young, pathological, intelligent, and political talent seem pretty far-fetched to me. But if you pause and think about the rise to power of Obama with a somewhat cryptic background and so on and so forth, it certainly would lend validity to your theory. Um, And my second comment pertains to uh, Comey. 
and his description of these uh, forces that are trying to disrupt our uh, political uh, elections and things like that. And as he spoke, I'm thinking about the Democratic Party slash media. Yeah, it's internal. Yeah, right. And if yeah. you think back to the Romney-Obama uh, campaign and the election, you know, when there's 30-something counties, if that's correct, up in the Northeast, that didn't have one vote for uh, Romney, if that's true, you might be able to uh, confirm that Well, or not. Mike, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. It, it seems to me that the Republicans don't, that they're like in on it. They don't even want to win. They're so much happier being number two, getting the big budget, selling their votes to their cronies. You know what I'm saying? Like, I almost feel like it's not just, it's not like the the Republicans are fighting the good fight and they're just bested by these corrupt Democrats. I think they're all in on it. I I agree with you. And most of the time when I say Democratic Party media and then I (laughs) normally add establishment Republicans, because I agree with you and they're particularly aggravating to me. I know the Democrats are against us. Yes. But uh, it's sad because a matter of fact, I think Trump is just a rare bird. If he were if this were 1776, he would be a signatory to the Declaration of Independence and these other Republicans would be Tories. No, this is what I think, Mike. Listen, I want you to, I don't want to, I want you to listen and I want to hear what you say. The, uh, I love the Tea Party. I love Ron Paul. I love all that stuff. And I felt like they were totally ignored and put the establishment into a panic. The Tea Party, especially. I feel like Trump will, I think the Tea Party was successful and was being successful. And I think that, that Trump is, whether he knows it or not, an agent of the establishment to have an unsuccessful kind of grassroots rebellion within the Republican Party that that he's was deliberately allowed or promoted because his bombastic approach will 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 backfire. Well, you know, you may have a point there. Maybe they allowed it to happen because they realized that if they didn't, that sooner or later the Tea Party would muster enough uh, political clout to take care of it. But another thing, I do believe that the media and the Democratic Party and the the Republican establishment underestimate the um, uh, determination of what I call the remnant Americans. Yes, the Uh, remnants. I uh, love that expression. Well, I believe we're here, and I, I think if there were really really funny stuff about impeachment or something like that, that maybe Trump's not perfect, and maybe it's like you say, but he may be a step to getting to a Tea Party-type uh, 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 political presence. Here's uh, something uh, I want to ask you mm-hmm. to um, observe with me, that the remnant, which in my mind are those of us who still understand the American experiment, defend the Bill of Rights, really get it the sovereign citizenship, yeah. that 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 remnant, the, the one thing that the Tea Party was promoting it, that was strengthening it, but this whole Trump populism theme, like, I'm here to get you yours. Big government's okay as long as it works for you. I yeah. feel like that is the greatest enemy of the remnant. Well, it, it may well be, but in... It, it, it almost seems to me like it's a stepping stone. You know, it would be refreshing to get back to just the old uh, capitalistic type um, America. The, you know, that was a lot Free of that I know, but maybe yeah. it's a stepping stone to get back to where it's really um, 
people working for the good, politicians working for the good of the people, not to support the people, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. Get out of the way. talking about to develop and and promote uh, self-sufficiency. Yes. Yes, take care of those who cannot take care of themselves. We've lost all uh, concept of self-responsibility. I think to take care, yes, but I think to take care of those who can't take care of themselves is a moral obligation. And when I look at the fact that billions of people in the world, more than half the people in the world, actually identify as being part of a major religion, uh, and the major religions all have personal behavior, self-control, and charity as their tenets. So I actually do not think that's the proper role of government, but I do think you can empower people just by freeing up marketplaces and everything because then they have consequences of their actions. I mean, drug rates plummet in a free society because nobody is going... Those aren't people who can't take care of themselves. Those are people who... Uh, I almost think that's a trap, but that's a topic for another day. I want to absolutely get to David, and then I do want to talk to Binkley about some Ossoff stuff. So, David and Tucker, you are on with Monica. Hi. Uh, first little point here, uh, according to a poll uh, study that came out uh, within the last week or so, over 75% of Americans cannot name three branches of government. Um, no way. Uh, I, not shocking to me at all. That means that over 75% of uh, adult Americans cannot take part in an intelligent political conversation. Yeah. Um, okay. On to what I was actually calling about. Um, the latest uh, analysis book comes out every 10 years by the American Psychological Association. doesn't differentiate between sociopaths and psychopaths in any substantial degree. Uh, they, and there's actually a book that came out last year uh, published anonymously by uh, a female um, law professor defending sociopath role in society, which I thought was interesting. Uh-huh. Um, they're really, I think they're really highly functional as attorneys and salespeople, but uh, as you said, you know, when they become extremely self-indulgent, then they become druggies and whatnot, but they can work within the system and consider it in their self-interest to work within the system. They're very useful because they're very intelligent and tend to be very versatile. Trouble is, you never know when they might go off the rails. Yeah, they can be super um, effective. But let me say, David, something about that dumbing us down, or 75% of the people can't even identify the three branches of government. There's another thing that's happening right now, massive psychological operation that I feel was launched in February 2016 by Vicente Fox, that was um, animalizing us. So first they dumbed us down, but now they're animalizing us. So people are using vulgarity in public forums. I think CNN just fired the guy who did the religion show for using vulgarity towards Trump. Kathy Griffin got all that, or Griffith, whatever her name is, got all that trouble for the severed head of Trump. But um, but at the same time, you have legislators and that uh, the Gianforte, whatever, running for office, shoving a media guy legislators in Texas going to fisticuffs. So I think the next stage of this dumbing us down is like for the past hundred years, they've been doing that actively. Now I think they want to truly animalize us. So we have absolutely no behavioral self-control. They can crack down. They can even call us extremists. They want to create the chaos that Binkley tells me Bernays talks about create the chaos, and it's also a pretty common theme, create the problem and then offer the solution. So I think that's really something to watch out for. Let's do the Ossoff stuff after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 
Scattered storms, high of 85 forecast for Monday as the work week begins. But that could change, so stay tuned to WSB for weekend weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. So we're wrapping it up. Uh, My probably greatest weakness in broadcasting is that IT stuff and then always take calls instead. So (laughs) I was going to give you like a half an hour of awesome stuff, clips from the debate, blah, blah, blah. But we have like one minute. And uh, I know, Binkley, you are so emotionally engaged in this this race, even though you don't live in the district. I just like the way how fired up you get because do you is it fair to say that you hate Ossoff? I don't like to say that I hate anybody. I learned okay. this from my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Carter, but you can <laughs> hate what people do. I hate what he does. Okay, what's the what what's your what's your peeve of the week? Well, during the debate, and he said in his commercials as well, he promised to close up tax loopholes. You know, because his supporters hate that people like Donald Trump, who are really rich, can avoid them. Oh, yeah. When people get rich because of uh, using the tax code, that that's just like that's like stealing money from other taxpayers. And, they, and they, I think taxation is theft, but I'm just right. saying. Yeah, but that's a big thing with his supporters. But the problem with that is that the guy who wrote, the person who wrote and created these loopholes... He sits on the advisory board of John Ossoff's father's business, Stratford Public Stratford Publishing, which is what I know what his business does. What right. does his business do? Which He's they got like help people exploit seconds. the very tax, uh, the very loopholes in the tax code that this guy created. I mean, Trump would go to him if he wanted to get better at avoiding. So tax. his dad's actual business, like, let me just make this uh, clarify. This. His dad's actual business is helping people evade taxes. Uh, Not evade, sorry, avoid, avoid, avoid. That is a major part of it, yes. Uh, And the best in the country sits on his advisory Well, you've been walking me through a lot of this stuff when we do our show Propaganda Report, which people can find at propagandareportdaily.com, and you can subscribe. We'll do another one this week. It won't just be about awesome. It has been lately. What I want it to be is about you would not believe how much deeper this hearing stuff goes, and it goes beyond the Comey stuff. It goes, the hearing the day before was where I thought it was really interesting, but... I don't, there aren't enough hours in my show for, <laughs> to cover everything. So that's why we do what we do the rest of the time. So check that out. And uh, we will be back next week, Saturday from 3 to 6. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.